Hello and welcome to the Storied Arcs Takuban crossover coverage of Pluto. And today we are covering volumes five and six. And I'm your co-host, Mike. My co-host, Alex. And I'm Cole Greco from the uh, Takuban podcast. So there is a lot of stuff to cover here. I'm glad we're not doing like the beat for beat story recap because I think that would be 90 minutes by itself. That'd be like, a lot. That'd be a lot. I mean, of, it's just a lot of ground yeah. covered. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I as think, someone, yeah. as yeah. someone who does podcasts covering beat to beat story moments from from many manga, this one would be. It would kind of. I think it would make it a slog if that's the way the way you did it. Sort of how, uh, you know, Death Note turned out that way a oh little my bit gosh, too. Where yeah. it's like, okay, this is a lot of just a lot of stuff happening. <laughs> and I, I think that's more so in in terms of Pluto. I think that that really ramps up with with these volumes here these chapters um what we're looking mm-hmm. at again uh chapters 32 to 47 here um yeah no I, I think it really really ramps up i think you start seeing some of the they they start tying i don't want to say loose ends but you 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 start seeing how how things are folding in on each other how all this history um be it uh history back for you know the the central asian war or gazit specific history these these gaps in his memory which he are which he's interpreting as dreams and things all, all these bits that they're they've been sprinkling in the first four volumes uh they, he really starts to bring them together and they start tying in they start filling out uh, so much more backstory, so much more character. You start seeing what these connections are between all these disparate characters um, that that we've been introduced to. That were all these kind of different points, different facets of of the, I guess, like the beginning of robotics and and AI in this world. Um, so yeah, it, it's they. It, it, it you get a sense that that that. It, it was kind of building to this to get these reveals to 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 lay this on the audience to the reader um you know so that you can uh naturally as one does just go ahead and kill off your main character you know that that, that, that we're, we're going to build up all this up here uh and so you know we can take Gazit off the board cuz obviously we mm-hmm. ended we ended the previous volume the previous discussion here with with taking Adam off the board you know and so um yeah, there's just uh, uh, it, I, 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 having. I'm trying to. I'm trying to articulate here. Um, a, a, a lot of this, I think, of what discussion is maybe what are some of the the differences or similarities between like Western and 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 Eastern sequential art storytelling here. And I think one thing that we talked about maybe going back at the very first discussion we had was how Pluto and Nurasawa, um, in specifics, that this has. A lot of the, it doesn't have a lot of the standard manga tropes that I think people think about mm-hmm. when they go in terms of storytelling, in terms of presentation, things like that. Um, and the more I read of it, I think that there are parts of it. I think when when we had that interlude with with Hercules going back to his wrestling days, and you see a lot of the action there, the way that's presented, um, I think that 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 feels very stereotypically manga to me um mm-hmm. just from 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 what i had seen and, and what i'd been exposed to um but in terms of the storytelling and the way that he is kind of doling out these details the way he is layering this overall mystery because you know it starts off as this this kind of detective murder mystery and and it's slowly widening its scope into this much larger um 
I don't want to say conspiracy, but kind of this much larger game and, and, and watching him kind of lay those, lay the groundwork for that and then expand on it as the story goes on and to, to pull the reader for like further and further in to get more and more um, connected with it. Um, I got to say, I, 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 I can understand why this book has been lauded. I can understand why someone like an, an artist like Jacob Phillips um, who works in, 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 in Western comics can look at this and see like, yeah, this is great. This is great storytelling. This is great detective noir uh, whodunit storytelling because the pacing, the delivery, the character work. Um, I, I, I think that's the kind of thing that when it's done at a level like this, when it's done at a high level, it translates, whether you read manga or you read Western comics or anything like that, this type of, this type of work in sequential art storytelling, I think really does translate across because it, it doesn't matter to, to, for me, someone who, who hasn't read this style of storytelling, like I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm in it. I'm in the story. Uh, you know, we, we were talking before the recording, you know, a, a, as we've gone on so far, I, I've only, I'm only reading as far as our discussions have gone, but I got to the end of, of this section and really wanted to keep going because I I was I was drawn in I was I was invested in what the story had done and and what it had set up for me and and I had to really stop myself so I could I could keep myself fresh for the for the for our our discussions but I I really wanted to go that that pull was strong and and when when I get that in any sort of story and it, it's especially in, in reading comics I mean I know Mike can vouch for this I I I'm a, I'm a fast reader when it comes to comics like if I get into a story. And it's whatever, 12, 16, 24 issues. If I've got it all in front of me, like the odds of me stopping are pretty low. Like I'm just going to read all the way through. Like yeah, Mike, usually I, what happens is yeah. I say, yeah, I picked up volume one of this book because it looks interesting. Yeah. And the next time we talk, Alex is like, I read all 10 volumes. It's great. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I owned the first one and I haven't read it. <laughs> Same yeah, it, status it, as last time. Yeah. So uh, if, if you give me something and I, and I get into it and I think it's good, I'm going to keep going. And I feel that with Pluto. I really do. Cause I'm said, I, 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 I really appreciate how, how he's slowly, Hirosawa has slowly expanded the world out. You know, you see, you, I, you and start, if you, you dropped just, all you, these you, characters at once, that would yeah, be, and, I mean, that that's the kind of trope that I hate in like bad fantasy. Yeah. When it's just like, mm-hmm. here's 200 pages of exposition at the beginning of the book, just telling you, here's a list of all the, I'm like, I'm not trying to read a glossary. Like, tell me a story. Well, and- that's a, that's a thing that happens pretty commonly in, in like the manga we cover on our show, because it is, you know, it's, it's, it's weekly shown and jump. They have to, you know, right. no, they they do it week by week. Up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those deals too, where like, if a manga isn't really succeeding after five to eight chapters, they're just going to they're going to cut it and it's going to get like 18 chapters is going to be done. So they sort of there is a little bit of pressure that like you got to show all the cool stuff, you know, pretty <laughs> yeah. pretty early to keep people invested, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you need to have your five or six characters that people latch on to. You can't just like rock with this one guy for that long because, you know, people are going to get bored pretty quick. But I think Pluto had the the luxury of, you know, Urasawa at this point was already pretty established and kind of a legend and right you know and it's existing comboing, yeah yeah exactly he's comboing with the the astro boy thing so he was able to i suspect you know they were like okay we're gonna give you an eight volume run do what you want and he probably had i assume almost all the story pretty crafted out because you can tell just like 
the difference to it, like I said, too, a lot of the stuff that we cover on our show is that it's very like, well, we don't know what we're going to get to cover. So we'll sort of have to just like see see what's going on. You know, it's going to be a game time decision what we do this week. Whereas yeah. Pluto how much you, feels how, how much you can get in now, mm-hmm. knowing that there, there could be an yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, Pluto I, feels like a crafted story that they then went back and kind of you know it, it, it was fully drafted before they actually yeah, I, I, made I, it. it. It feels that way to me, and 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 mm-hmm. whether we're talking about a you know what total number of sixty five chapters, eight volumes, or we're talking about a a twelve issue maxi series here in 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 Western comics, yeah, that you can tell when a story is is you know it's being written as you go like you mm-hmm. have an idea of what the ending is but like um anytime you know you, you think about television that way right when you're writing seasons and seasons of television and sometimes you're like well that episode was just they 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 they, 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 they needed something that week and they were mm-hmm. you know it, it, it they always talk about that's like the filler episode or it's like we're just moving the pieces around the board we haven't done anything but we we got we got to have that setup episode because we needed one more to fill and and yeah, this story feels it does feel a little more detailed, a little more tic- meticulous. And you know, and Michael, I think what you said was was kind of what I was getting at—the idea of so many stories that are like this, or not not not, not so much like this, but it, any sort of story that that is wide ranging sometimes has the approach of in the yeah in the first couple of volumes here, first couple of chapters, we're going to show you a little bit of all fifty characters, and then slowly bring them all together. And then you'll see how clever we are that all these disparate stories were all really one story. But what Orisawa did here was he started small. Like we're starting about one detective following a murder investigation. And then that slowly winds its way out. And, and you know, it starts with that little sojourn, I think, with with North Number Two, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, right. here's, th- here's, here's three chapters um, that is, w- at, at, at the time, like just not connected. We're just jumping over here, and then we see, okay, well, he's another one of these, another one of these seven highly advanced robots, and then, and we, 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 we jump into that, and we see how that works in the story. And so, the next time we do that, we're used to it, and it just all it does is widen and widen the world. And then we get, we meet, you know, we meet Adam, we meet all the creator, we we start building it out, and so the world just gets bigger, but nothing feels like it was dropped in accidentally. It's like this is a time to you know as as soon as you you feel like you've got a handle on maybe the 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 scope of of what the story is you know he right. pans and out. there's there's he nothing worse to me than when you feel a writer losing focus yeah. and you feel like hey what happened to those characters over there and it turns out like you know online commenters didn't like it or so they're kind of pivoting away or they're like yeah. oh, I didn't really know where that was going now I'm interested in something else yeah. whereas here you feel the master shrug of intentionality. The other masterstroke that I want to talk about here, since we're doing the, basically a Gazik obituary episode <laughs> um, too soon. Uh, I I love that he's one of the world's greatest AI developed to be a detective. We go along with him for his detective things. And I love that the book is dialogue only. There are no narration boxes. So no one is explaining to us all the little epiphanies in his head. Like you get to feel mm-hmm. smart as a reader because you're tracking the significance of little clues when he learns them. Like, and you know, it's expressed through the art. You'll see his reaction, like, oh, I've heard that name before, or oh, uh, you know, that that flower's name is Pluto. How about that? Uh, you know, little things like that. 
but there's then like what would make it a much lesser book in my opinion is if the next page it recapped for you all the details that you just took in and explained the connection to previous details from the investigation and it's like or if he was even worse if Gazik was narrating that stuff it's like for the world's smartest bot this guy's moving at a really slow speed like I want him to be ahead of me and I want to feel like I'm catching up to a really good AI detective. It's like uh it's like Blade Runner with or without the voiceover. Oh yeah. Are Great you are you are you are you watching Harrison Ford just be in the thir- in 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 the movie and in the scene or do you have to be told what's going on, what's in his head, what he's thinking? Um but yeah no, I, I think you know oftentimes, you know, I'm not against narration boxes. I'm not against getting into the character's head. That's part of the that's part of the joy of, or, 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 you know, one of the unique aspects of, of whether it's comics or prose writing and like that, where you can, you can stop the action and just get real deep and, and a character can think and get in their head and think and, and, mm-hmm. and you get more about that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not against that, but I, I, it can be used poorly. And I think this is a case where it would be. I think, uh, I don't know if, if that's, if that's something that, that Orisawa does. In, in general or, or 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 uses in other works but the way it's presented here is yeah i think part of the idea is that gazit is this he is the stoic emotionalist detective whether he's a robot or not he's supposed to be the detached cold little cynical little over it worn out detective and you're just supposed to see that on his face you're supposed to you're supposed to track what's going on based on what you can see his expressions are how he's treating other people i think one thing we see here and i think it again it's intentional is in this volume now we're seeing more emotional outbursts because mm-hmm. He is remembering more, but also it's showing that there's a progression in his character. You know, the first the first couple of volumes, he is completely detached, completely uh, 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 emotion free. He is he is, you know, the most robotic, I guess, is a way to put it. Right. He's just observational. And and as these memories are starting coming back, as he's filling in the gaps um, in his own history that he realized were taken from him, we see him lashing out more. We see him yelling and people being like, whoa, like, where is this coming from? You know, and I, I, obviously there's something that Urasawa has been building towards. But you see that and it doesn't feel out of place because we've seen everything that's all the steps that have been leading up to it previous. And we've seen how it's been weighing on him, on Gazit. You know, we see the, the the I guess, like the burden he has. As, as all this is coming to him, as he's dealing with all of it. So, so none of it feels out of place. None of it feels out of character. Um, and yeah, it would be cheapened if, if, if we, in, in this specific case, we started getting his inner monologue of like how angry he was, of how frustrated he was, instead of just getting a couple of panels, you know, of like his burrow frown, which is right. sometimes mm-hmm. all you need. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he's, he's the character that drew me in. And I did have a little moment at the end of this of like, well, that was kind of my anchor. I was pretty invested in Kazik, like, who am I supposed to follow now? And, you know, and at this point in reading, I knew there's an Astro Boy story, but Adam's already dead. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, you know, D- Dr. Tenem is going to resurrect somebody into, um, a- and doesn't know what's at the other end of that. Like, right. It's like, I'm going to work on this. Uh, every time I've tried this, I'm essentially shoving the chaos of six million, six billion personalities on Earth into one AI and being like, "You're sorted out." Well, and- the, the 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 sample size of one, the one time we tried this, 
Right. The one uh, time he tried it. Well, yeah. yeah. The one time he's telling us, I'm like a yeah. guy like this. Yeah. He seems like he has a lot of hobbies and side projects. Um, and this might not even be the most nefarious or reckless thing he's ever tried. Um, but it, it kept throwing me for loops here because I, the first time I read this, I was still very hung up on like, who is Pluto? You know, who's the single one bad actor murderer? And that's what we're here to solve. And this time rereading it, I'm like, I'm not even wondering about that at all because there are so many different characters and positions. There aren't two sides. There are like 20 sides. Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah, you can almost forget about Pluto. And then, you know, like the crux of the story is like, you know, what what's like wrong with Gazit? Like he's had this kind of hacking thing done to him. Right. And like his memory's fuzzy. It's like, you can almost completely like not even think about like the core conflict of the story. Yeah. There's still so much other stuff going on here. Right. Like he gets, he gets so mad in chapter like 35 and kills, uh, what's his name? Adolf's brother. Yeah. At that yeah. Point too. Like there, yeah. there's all of these other little, little issues that come across where you, you almost forget that you're even dealing with, with Pluto. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, you, 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 and w- w- when they start filling in the backstory and the inferences, I think we're supposed to make, which are that him, that Gazit and Helena had a child, they had mm-hmm. a robot child, and that child was the victim of of Adolf's brothers, whatever his nefarious serial killing of, I guess, taking robot brains or whatever or whatever it was. Like, I, I think that, that it's a clear assumption that that's what that was the pain, and and, and in that moment, that's why he he. he just chose to 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 kill him um mm-hmm. um but yeah but it, it you're right though Cole. i think you, you start i get into that there and i and and then and then at the end there you know kind of towards the end there when he's facing pluto he's down at that generator and he's talking to his superiors and he's basically like yeah can i resign right now like no you can't it's like well then can i take like a year vacation right. you know so it's like i'm i'm done like he it's like he 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 finally saw all the he saw the whole board there. He understood mm-hmm. for the first time what was going on. With that that Pluto itself isn't the issue. It's it's Abra. It's it's, it's the person behind it. And 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 him now understanding what these dreams were, what was what was taken from him. That he was just like, yeah, I'm 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 done. And and I as a reader are like, yeah, you know, I wanna I wanna follow that now. I wanna I wanna follow him on his journey and. Oh right, that there's still Pluto. He's got Doctor Hoffman over there, and and in you know back in Germany, you know he, there's other things going on. There's like yeah, whatever. I I, I want to see what's I want to see Gazit deal with what he has to deal with right here, and, and and of course we we get that a little bit um up until the point when he's killed. Um, but then now it's like well, we have that last that last chapter in this volume thirty seven is kind of a coda to the story there. Where now we're following his wife. We're seeing we're seeing the people that are left behind and how it's affecting them. Um, kind of the same way we saw how in, on a larger scale, the world was mm-hmm. dealing with the fallout of, of Adam's death, you know? And, and that's another story I think we can follow with, with Dr. Tenma and, and creating Adam again, the idea that this is a replacement for his actual son that died, which, you know, that is the Astro boy story there. But that idea of, of his loss and what he tried to do with Adam and what he tried to do to resurrect him. Um, all those things I'm not saying are more interesting to me than like this big bad of Pluto, but there are other avenues where you I'm drawn in on that. And that's like the only, 
that was like what one or two chapters here when we're dealing with Adam. It, it, mm-hmm. and At barely, only, I mean, yeah, it, it was anything. like it was stitched into one or two chapters, but there was not like a whole chapter about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 yet that to me as a reader, again, I find that incredibly compelling as well. It's another avenue to go down that is only tangentially related. He's only dead because he fought Pluto. But like, I'm not sitting there thinking about, well, what's go- what, where's Pluto going to go next? Who, who else is in danger? What's the bigger plan? It's not that that isn't important. It's just that he's put so much work into these characters and and the way that he's revealed their backstory to the reader. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all in and I want to follow those. I'm, I'm, as, I'm probably more invested in that than I am in the like big parlor room reveal for Aubrey to be like, this was the master plan. This is what it right. was all about. And like, that what you're talking about is what makes it more rereadable in my opinion. Cause if it was just about oh, like, sure, yeah. who's the killer, we found the killer. Mm-hmm. What's his need to read that yeah. ever again. Yeah. yeah. Sure, um, sure, sure. But, and to me, I'm a, you know, I like both of those things, but I keep liking all of the discussion about you know what makes ai different than humanity yeah. where's the line and i think that's the really evergreen becoming more and more relevant 20 years after the book is written and you know because right now we're having you know all the lawsuits about uh you know they, they're like uh, you know oh these bots they just scrape famous authors and then just kind of mix a bunch of authors together and then make a new thing and i'm like that is crudely that what humans do as well like we have our influences and, you know, we kind of riff on them. And so then you're just talking about a scale of degree in terms of what the difference is between AI creativity and human creativity. By the way, I'm all for human writers rights. Uh, I'm not taking a stance on that. I'm just saying the discussion's happening now. And, Mm -hmm. and in the book, the distinction seems to be, you know, can they feel hatred? Uh, Can they feel empathy? And there's this, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Brow 1859, something. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's taunting Gazik, I think in chapter 32, uh, you know, he said, how does it feel? <laughs> how does it feel to have killed a human? And you see Gazik is just pissed. So he's asking mm-hmm. how it feels and he's eliciting a, an emotion out of, yeah. you know, from one AI to another. And, and Brow's move is emotionally driven as well like he's enjoying the sadistic pleasure of drawing emotion out of an ai so it's like well, these are both very real emotions and the book the this you know we uh, it just happened to be this way but that's the first chapter in our discussion today in the last chapter it's his wife crying tears and you know being told like you know you if you do this until it's real basically and you will have real tears which is what adam was saying about Exactly. Food and tea and Mm -hmm. everything else. Uh, Also, I'm still totally mystified by the teddy bear, but getting more and more (laughs) horrified by my daughter's build a bear. I I, I do want to want to come back to the 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 teddy bear sitting on the chair in the dark room, um, which is a fantastic, fantastically creepy visual. Um, especially (laughs) because every time they cut back to him, like we've only had the one scene where appears he's talking to anybody. And yeah, every time, it's just every time we to cut himself, to him yeah. now, mm-hmm. is he is he just talking into the void? We don't know, but it's a fantastic. It's zooming in closer yeah, and closer yeah. it, on it, his face, it's which so, is not capable of it, expression. It's, it's so good. But I, what what I did want to go to is is what you were talking about the idea of of the idea of feeling emotion. And it's clear that 
Um, at least I, I get the sense that Urasawa is trying to what, what he's trying to say. The kind of the his delineation point, maybe between AI and humanity, between robotics and 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 people, is this idea of feeling emotion and genuine emotion. That it's that there's it's one thing to be able to do, act, and look like humans, but it's the ability to feel that 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 does right. or doesn't set them apart. And the the, the thing that I I it, I didn't bump on it, but the thing I find interesting um, is that uh, I, I guess it started with, with Dr. Tenma talking about how when he made that perfect AI, right? And he he put in it six billion people, basically, put in the mm-hmm. entire world. And the whole idea was you put in every person in existence and let the let the AI figure out what the best route is. And the the, the end result was, well, that, that put it into an infinite loop of of never ending figuring out, we you know how to parse through all this. And the solution apparently to wake it up was had to give it what they said, like extreme polarities, right? Extreme emotions. Right, yeah. And every time they said that, whether it was Tender or anyone else, when anyone time anyone ever said extreme emotions, they all said anger and hatred, mm-hmm. you know, well, as if that's the only extreme, you know, like the, which maybe is a commentary about humanity that, down at our core at, at our base maybe it goes in that direction but like the obvious question is like well like love and empathy right, what, right. what's is, the is, other is, side is, of that the other, like right well when you when you say when you when you say polarities of like th- that's the other end that's the other pole there but no mm-hmm. one seems to bring that up i think it's gazit also when, when well, but i think about, that's yeah i think it's setting it up for a great reveal well uh, yeah yeah and 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 i Hopefully. think again, i i read that as intentionality of being like that the idea you know, again, I haven't read the end here, but like, I think I've read enough stories. My prediction would be like, well, this is what he did with that first AI, which became Pluto. He he gave him hatred and 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 anger, and that woke him up. He was fine for a while there, but he was he resorted back to that, and that's what Abra is using. Well, then mm-hmm. he says he he did the same thing now to try to resurrect Adam, but Adam won't wake up. How do you wake him up? Ten was like, well, this is what I did the last time. We gave him all these extreme emotions there, but that turned out terribly. Someone's gonna walk in and be like, "Well, what about what about emotions on the other end? What about the quote well, unquote?" Or Adam's emotions? gonna figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that'll wake him up. And that's you know, it can, it, even though I, whether or not that actually happens, and I don't want either one of you to tell me that. Um, as, as someone who's read a lot of stories and and seen things like this, that's that makes sense. That's where it's gonna go for me. And if that's how it goes, the quote unquote obvious route to me, I'm not gonna feel cheapened by that. You know, mm-hmm. but. That doesn't mean I can't still see kind of the strings now. You know, the, well, the fact that 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 they, 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 they that they've said it multiple times that the only extreme emotions are the are the bad ones, the anger ones, the lead the, one, the ones that lead to bad things. That they're setting themselves up. He's setting up the reader to then be like, but what about the other way? You know, and if that's how it goes, I'm not going to feel cheated by that. I think that makes a lot of sense. But I said I can still see some of the seams of the storytelling. Um, doesn't take anything away from me though. But that's that's the sense I have of where the story is going. That was one of the the notes that I kind of had here was, you know, I wonder if kind of these these seven greatest robots all had to have some sort of emotion injected, right? Like like oh, Gazit, sure, yeah. they talk they talk a few volumes back about like his hatred. So like maybe Gazit, he was given hate, you know, he was yeah. injected hatred. Or like, you know, you're talking about like uh like positive emotions, like you know, Euron. Euron yeah. is yeah. obviously oh, yeah. like very, yeah. very, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe she gets empathy or even like Adam. Maybe he was injected with like, 
you know, whatever similar thing, right? Yeah, similar I like the idea that they're basically the seven the dwarves. That I had. Which one's the sleepy one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could, yeah, yeah. We, we talk about mm-hmm. um, was it Hercules? We saw his kind of end here. He's talking about yeah, like I'm a fighter, like, mm-hmm. and that's clearly what he believes he is programmed to do. Um, you know, Epsilon is is the the conscious director, yeah. I guess, of the right, of, yeah. of, of the group here. Yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, so maybe you're right. Maybe, Seven Dwarves is very funny. I wonder if that's intentional or not. <laughs> um, but but the idea that maybe each one of them is an architect, I guess that makes because he's mm-hmm. grumpy then, right? He's just the dour one. Um, yeah, I mean, but, he's kind of your house MD guy, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's like all he's doing good things. Yeah. He's just not that pleasant to be around and interact with. Yeah, yeah. D- doesn't, uh, have, doesn't have the, the, the people to relate skills. to. But um, I think what's interesting is that final conversation between Haas, Ad- uh, the, the subtly named Adolf yeah. and <laughs> um, and uh, and Gazik is after Gazik. You know, he says. Uh, yeah, my brother was kind of the worst kind of trash and me, I tried to kill you, but you still shield him with your body. And Gazik says, it's my duty. And you see Adolf in tears, just saying Gazik with a, you know, trailing periods. And then Gazik says, there's one thing I wanted to ask you, Mr. Haas, does the hatred you feel ever disappear? And the question is sort of answered right there because you see him weeping over Gazik's body. And Mm -hmm. it is like, oh, his human hatred is melting. But what we've learned about robots is their perfect memories never go away. Meaning once they experience a certain level of hate, that doesn't go away because it doesn't fade with memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and I that's think what Brown was saying. Realizes, what, 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 well, and Gazik realizes what, yeah, at yeah. the end, like, I need to resign or die because now that I I've done change. this, right, yeah. I can't change, right? What, now that I know I've killed a person, there's no, there's no, putting the cork back in the bottle there's no undoing that they've tried and my memories came back because i'm a i'm a robot and that's what my memories are they're uh they're not like human memories that can be you know fade and be overwritten and recontextualize their objective data points and once i've done something you know i i just thought that was a really great exchange because we actually the guy ate off where i was like why are we getting so much story from this guy in the last two volumes actually gets like a little mini redemptive arc even though he's a piece of garbage he doesn't do anything yeah. to be admirable other than not trying to not really trying to kill Gazik. you know he really he was instructed to do that he fought against it he didn't really want to have to kill his protector probably partially selfishly but then when he sees Gazik sacrifice himself that does seem to change him and then we never see him again so well, we, there, we, I, yeah, we just kind of have to assume like he's on a new path now yeah, I think mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think there, there there is he gets that one moment in the car where he's basically like just save my wife and kid, like save them. Right. You know, and of course the the, the end result what, what was that he uh cuz he puts him in the ejector seat out by himself and then yeah. cuz he goes and I mean like that's fantastic there. But yeah, you know, you you're right in that he doesn't he doesn't really earn any sort of redemption there. He there, there aren't a whole lot of acts there, but I think I think this goes into maybe some of the commentary that that Urasawa is putting into the book, you know, because that's a just because he asking the question, like, right? He says, you know, does the hate it, you feel yeah, ever go away? Yeah, basically, can can you change? Can people change? Can someone who was brought up um, in a certain ideology, a certain belief system, can people change? Which is a question that we ask now, you know, uh, with with other people. Can people change? 
You know, it just happens to be a robot asking this guy. Um, and yeah, that that sparks a larger conversation about the world we have. And 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 you know, I think I'm I, I'm generally a cynic in this way. Um, even though I know people, I have met them who, when I've talked to them, they'd be like, "Yeah, growing up, I grew up in an area where these words were said, these things were done. This is how it was." And then I moved out of that the water world and looked back and be like, "Oh wow, all that was wrong." So I know people who have admitted to me and talked to openly about, yeah, I grew up a certain way and I'm not that way anymore. And I believe them and I know them. But at the same time, I'm a person who generally looks at the world overall, look at people as a mass and be like, nah, we can't change. You know, I'm a, I'm a cynic in that way, um, just from my own personal experience living in this world. But, and yet I know individuals who have. So it's a little little oxymoronic there. But I think, I think that's a deeper question, a larger question about humanity that Gazid is asking, that I think we, we even see Adolf there struggle with, you know, right. that he is looking at this this robot who who did everything that he asked in that moment, did everything he asked for him, saved his wife, saved his child, sacrificed himself for him. This person that, you know, a couple hours, a couple of days ago, a couple weeks ago, hated him and did it because that was what his duty was. That's what he was supposed to do. And it's, it, I think we see some conflict there of like, uh, maybe I got it wrong. And, and I don't even know if Adolf knows in that moment if they can change or if he is changed. I think all he knows is that he's grateful to this robot, you know, and maybe that's maybe that's all it takes. I mean, that, maybe that's what it needs is is that first step. Um, but, yeah, there's 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 a deeper question of humanity there of of can people change? Can they fundamentally change who they are if all they know is one thing? So, Cole, I mean, my question about this is, was that theme present in the original Astro Boy material, this seems like Urasawa's discovery of like, oh, look what we can do with like these same characters, the same universe. I can tell a human versus AI story that explores the depths of humanity. Like the the old golden age manga didn't really strike me as that kind of story. No, the uh, the original like Astro Boy one, it's more kind of the 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 deeper I guess narrative there is more of like the like robot like what rights do they have and that sort of thing it's more of a like how how human are they that you know what's the kind of difference between robot human there less so um yeah what what you guys were talking about like it, it's 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 more macro and that that falls falls through at least you know the three volumes i've read of astro boy that's very much like the the main uh like drive is like the uh yeah what what rights do robots have what are their laws what are their rules you know there there are factions that are trying to like uh cut down on those you know and you know factions that are fighting for them that sort of thing it's 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 a lot more based around around that kind of central uh like conflict and that yeah, would have so been I was gonna say, but that, that would have been more in line with with the era and the times, though. We're talking about the, yes. the early mm-hmm. '60s, right? That that's right. when they were written. Yep. And again, I'm thinking about the stories of you know the iRobot stories from Isaac Asimov. The idea that idea of what technology was was different back mm-hmm. then. It was the idea of simply are the you know if you if we saw a cyborg or whatever or an android, is it human? Is it not? It, yep. Now I think the progression we see in Orisawa's story is far greater because we we've. We have a greater relationship to technology now. And so the spin on it now is, and there's some of that early on, early on, the idea of robot rights and treat as human. Mm-hmm. But 
because we have more experience, because we have advanced so much further in technology, it feels to me like it's a natural evolution to continue to look at AI stories and and AI beings on on a, on a deeper sense in this real core sense of what what is human, not just are they human, like what makes you, what's the essence of that, um, and and right because then it, once you have that definition, you start comparing and contrasting the worst humans versus the best robots and say, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. is it possible the best AI bots among us might actually be more human? For example, more, like humanity more better. More human yeah. in square quotes, yeah, because, right. because yeah, they're not terrible beings. They're, 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 they're additive to society, not, not subtractive there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Um, it, it's also a way now, I think, in just in terms of our storytelling as, as, We've gotten further along with these type of stories. Again, all of these are just metaphors for for real life here. And so, again, when when Gazit is asking, when a robot is asking a human, "Does the hate ever go away?" That, mm-hmm. that it, it's a way to it's a way to spin that versus just having two people talk about it. You know, it, 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 it's it's another way in that that um, can allow for that kind of conversation that maybe you know, people maybe were, or were not thinking about 60 some odd years ago, you know, again, cause our relationship to technology is so much different now, um, that you can have these, I guess, like inherently deeper conversations, maybe just because we have mm-hmm. more experience with it. You, you, you can, you can go down these roads because our, our understanding and, and our shared language around technology. And especially now with something like AI, I think specifically, a story like this 20 years, you know, this is still, this is still a contemporary story, but we're still 20 years away from it. So well, I mean, God, but I mean look people at, will be with AI in 20 years from now. Right. I mean, but in terms of like how far forward storytellers can project, um, you know, when this was written, computers barely fit in a very large yeah. room. Yeah. And so the idea that computers would, you know, be compact and small brain and, size. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that, uh, like, I mean, we basically used an abacus to get to the moon. Um, if you look at like how advanced the computers were, slide rules, and, baby, slide rules. So I know, but it's like uh, that was a, a great act of imagination that caught people's attention and made them wonder what could be, uh, you know, it, you know, fifty, sixty years ago, which is an incredible achievement. But we no longer wonder. Like now, uh, like I remember a Mike. Biglia uh joke that he said in like he said like how every time that someone mentions a new technology you just have to go along with it because like you never know what's real and so he could be like he's like somebody could be like hey man have you seen the new sony teleporter and you have to be like ah no but i heard about it and (laughs) he's like when i say that he's like but i heard about it means i haven't but i like you um (laughs) and uh that is how it feels like it's like no new technology will like shock us into being like mm -hmm. i can't believe that fits inside of that and that that can respond now now we're asking very different questions like the technology has evolved so far that we're like wait is it better than us like well and and that was really the 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 point of the matrix movie was like is are they running a better world than we did Mm -hmm. and what makes us different and uh they had good points to make, but it ultimately ended with Neo saying, because I choose to. And it was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you have free will and that yeah, makes yeah. you better than a computer. The, the idea like, of free will. What, what have you done with your free will? Um, yeah. 
Well, I remember a while back they were talking like the maybe it was like directors or writers for like James Bond were saying that like it's pretty tough to make new James Bond movies because like his gadgets aren't that cool anymore. Like, you know, being no, I able love to that they like scrapped the gadgets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like being able to talk to someone in your watch is like, yeah, you can buy one of those for like 75 bucks. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, this, well, you and, know, and, and I think that there was something to the effect of like, what is this? I'm holding up a phone right now. But like six years ago, what was this? It was a tricorder on Star Trek, you know, yeah, right. and, and and the idea that, yeah, you're you read Astro Boy back in the day or you read iRobot or you watch the movie Metropolis, or whatever. And you're like, wow, look at that. That's like a that's a that's a, a human shaped robot there. That's crazy. And then, mm-hmm. like, we can do that now. And so and what what was the line from the from the first Thor movie? Uh, the science fiction is a precursor just to science fact. The idea yeah. was so some of the idea of like at some point someone imagined this and maybe someone then read that later and turned that thing into reality. You know, like there are people out there trying to make the Iron Man suit. There, there are people who are trying to make lightsabers and, and who have made lightsabers. Doing pretty impressive stuff with the Iron yeah. Man suit, by the way. Yeah. And that's yeah. an yeah. Arthur so, C. Clarke quote, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank, that, that, that they pulled right. in, yeah. Iron, in, in the, uh, in, in the yeah. movie, yeah. But the idea that you could you could see this and it'd be so fantastical in the '60s, and then now we're and then now we're we're, 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 we're we have the capability to do something like that. And so, what's the next step? Well, now we can build robots. We can build machines that look and act, quote unquote, and function like humans what's the next step and that next step in this case for the story and we're still dealing with is the ai is the processing of of not just the things they can do not just what they look like and and what it sounds terrible but like what they can be used for but yeah right can they think and feel and is that i mean that's that's like what i mean that's like what ex machina is about the movie you know the idea of it's the turing test right is how can you tell is if this thing that you created is it programming or is it genuine inspiration? You know, and that's a I don't know if it's a question we'll ever ever, ever answer, but it's it's something that well, it always dealing for with us. now. Yeah. Well, I said he's dealing. He's I'll dealing let the with AI it the answer that. I ask yeah. it all the time. I'm like, are you really thinking? Um, <laughs> Let's see what ChatGPT says about that. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's it a also we've been dealing the other with other compass Pluto, book, and we're still dealing with her. Yeah. Oh, um, there we go. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, the, yeah, the Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix. And Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, anything that has that level of like what actually is and what is programming and what is genuine inspiration. And and we've been dealing it for a while now because again, it, it's a it's an issue in Pluto. And it, it it goes back, it does go back to the Matrix movies. You know, the first one was what, 1999? That idea of, of is that AI collective? Is are they actually what are they actually doing? Is it just following programming? So much of what Kazit says over and over again is, is basically I'm doing my duty. He's doing his job. Right. You know, he's told to do something. He does it. He doesn't have to like it. He doesn't have to think or feel about it. He's just doing his job. He's doing his duty up until he's standing beneath that generator. He's looking at Pluto and he has all this information and he makes a choice. And what is that choice? Is is it just a rejection of his programming or is he deciding, no, this isn't good for me? You know, mm-hmm. I want this. No one told me, no one programmed me, no one directed me. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to change. I want to be something different. Is that the mark of humanity? Is that what being human is about? That idea of free will? Is he actually making a choice? Or is that just, again, some subroutine in his consciousness? You know, that's that's the 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 larger kind of metaphysical question that I think Urasawa mm-hmm. is, is, is throwing out there to the audience. Um, then again, I, I think is... 
I don't think it's necessary to pick up on or discuss when you talk about the story because the story is still just as yeah, interesting. No, as if somebody compelling. just yeah. goes through this because yeah. they are yeah. interested in the murder mystery, yeah, I think you're going to have a fine time. The, yeah. the, the history, the but, history of, of of humanity and robots and the war and how they all that. Right. There's all that there. Mm -hmm. I think that's um, fun to nerd yeah, out on. Uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah. And, and by the way, one more uh, log on the fire there. Uh, I loved the Gazik cafe scene with Ab Abula, um, where oh, yeah. he's asking questions and everyone playing dumb about who Goji is, is <laughs> like maddening. And it's yeah. driving Gazik crazy. And then as he's walking away, he's like, by the way, Gazik's saying this. He's like, by the way, uh, you know, my system registered you as a human just now because robots don't tell lies. And I definitely I definitely know you're lying about one of the answers. And I'm not even sure we know which answer he gave that was a lie. Presumably, mm -hmm. you know, whether he knows who Goji is or not. No, um, I, no, I, I think it was w w when he held the image up of the man in the flower field. Oh yes, he doesn't know who the man in the flower. Yeah, and he was, like, and he yeah. said no, and, and, and right. th which that was clearly a lie there. Right, and but, then um, the little bot with the flowers is like, oh, that picture of Sahadi head. It's like, yeah, wow, that was easy. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, clearly everybody knows who this guy is now. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he goes on his investigation and everyone knows it. Yeah, but again, that idea of, um, but there's also deeper commentary there, like what makes you human. Or what marks you as human? The ability to lie to somebody or the right. willingness or the ability. And, and right. so Most again, of the things that set us apart are negative attributes. Exactly. Negative mm -hmm. attributes. The idea that these are the things that make us human. Well, what's the famous quote? The air is the human, right? So what, what makes you human is the fact that we screw up, which, you know, that doesn't instill a whole lot of confidence in in, in the race of, of in, in our people. But yeah, the idea that th these are the things that identify that these robots can identify. That it's not about telling the truth because apparently everyone tells the truth. That's like the that's the the baseline. It's the ability to deviate from that to do something on the other side. Um, that's what humans do, you know, to transgress right. is, is what humans. Do. It's funny to me how much stock they put into the fact that like you know robots don't tell lies. When we see throughout the the series that they <laughs> if they don't necessarily lie, they still sort of. Like, obfuscate yeah <laughs> yeah like like you're on when she's going to meet the the guy like under the bridge yeah. there I, th I think there's some panels where astro or adam is like you know what are you going to do and she's like oh i'm just you know going there's you know there's something i i'm here and it's calling me yeah. or whatever and it's yeah. like okay or it's even wrong yeah yeah or even adam just the fact that he's like I'm going to get it. Like, I got to go to the bathroom or whatever. It's like, yeah. you, you don't have to do that. Actually. Like you're just kind of playing for 10. Like, you know, the, the robots right. may not necessarily lie, but they don't always, they don't purely tell the truth either. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of deflection going on mm -hmm. uh, in them that they, 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 to get around that programming. Yes. But I could, that could also be, could also maybe be a product of, the fact that those are the more advanced ones maybe talk to yeah. the the, the mm -hmm. older models or whatnot but yeah that there there is something to that that um maybe we're, we're supposed to pick up on that the the more advanced robots can kind of skirt around some of these things that everyone believes to be true about yeah. you know about robots again it, it goes back to that idea of like the three laws of robotics the thing i, I think i brought up early on the the isaac asimov the 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 the, the, the rules of that govern robots that everyone knows are true until they're not you know everyone knows robots can only do these things robots only act a certain way um but the tipping point is when we, we start getting a few of them that don't
and obviously the 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 seven like exceptional ones are 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 that are just that they're the ones that maybe can't quite play by the or don't have to play by the rules and that's what's throwing a wrench in in or seem to uh, uh appear to be throwing a wrench in in the the ecosystem they have between humans and and ai hey i'm already seeing the robots go awry in our in our own world my wife works at one of the the universities here and they have like those delivery robots that like drive oh, around campus yeah i've already seen them almost trip like three or four kids they're just yeah. those things are those things are <laughs> wheeling they're gonna they're out for blood so well okay but now here's an interesting pro and con is so my sister lives in san francisco and they have uh ai driven cars uh, mm-hmm. that interact on the street. And if you want to know the difference between AI and humanity, according to this book and reality, people figured out that the AI car will always yield to you. So they would get stuck at stop signs for an hour because oh, yeah, people would yeah. see there's no driver and be like, oh, I can just abuse this. I can just go. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the AI will just always jaywalk yield. And I'm like, this is... 100% the point that the book is making. Like the worst attributes are what make us human. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, it's the fact that it's behaving like we all should. And because of that, we're going to exploit it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, if you're, if you're too good for this world, all you'll do is get walked over. Right. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> so um, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe Urasawa is right. Maybe we're not that great. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe humanity as a whole isn't, isn't all that, isn't all that redeemable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He may have written well, this while riding in the back of like an Uber that was driven by an AI. <laughs> it's like stuck at a stop sign is like humanity is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can see it a little bit uh, at that part where, uh, you know, Gazit is kind of, um, like confronting uh like the the giant robot and all the all the humans are yelling at him to to like kill it but he has some he has some kind of pity for it he's like you know it like i i shouldn't do that right like yeah that's not right whereas all the humans like just just get rid of it he's recognizing that like it's not pluto's fault here he pluto's Mm -hmm. being controlled you know he 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 understands that that this creature this being is being used Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that is showing empathy and 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 which is a trait that is often by some factors of of humanity seen as a weakness, right? Empathy, um, um, compassion, those things are 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 too often downgraded as human qualities, as emotions, mm-hmm. when the uh the whole idea apparently is to act and be decisive. And that's what, yeah. All the cops, all the, the SWAT team, whatever they send there, it's all just like take them out, take them out, kill, 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 and and you can see it's like no, you know mm-hmm. the the idea of of pity and compassion and 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 deep empathy and just just understanding that whatever he's looking at beneath that barricade like is not at fault here, mm-hmm. and to know that and to and to walk away, um, knowing what that would mean for him on a professional level i guess which didn't matter to him at that point because he already tried he, he had just tried to quit you know uh, a few seconds before that so clearly he, he wasn't he wasn't worried about that anymore um but yeah that 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 is you know and it's funny though because when we talk about things like that um w- what is if that were if that were let, let's say take the robot out of it take the, the ai out of it what would we say as observers that because did oh he showed some humanity when mm-hmm. anyone show anytime anyone shows kindness, 
or 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 compassion. Oh, they're they're it's the humane thing to do. They're showing their humanity. Their humanity is coming out. So in that way, only in those cases sometimes they are being it's being elevated, and then that's what it means to be human: the ability to show that kind of kindness. Um, and yet, in the book here, it's being spun as the, the 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 things that make us human are those negative things. And yet, so the rest of the humans can't see that what Gazit did was make a humane choice. You know, he right. did the thing that 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 makes us as human as as screwing up, as as lashing out. As mm-hmm. as 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 becoming angry and letting letting our emotions take over because I think in that moment he did he did let his emotions take over in the positive way, you know he he let that compassion control his actions and and kind of focus his mind versus just pure rage and aggression, which again is as human as as it, both those are as human as possible they're both human reactions, um just that they're the way they're being highlighted in the book the way that. Urasawa is trying to it seems to be that he's trying to he's trying to direct our attention in that the the way humanity is right now maybe in this world he's trying to show is that negative side and then what could potentially save it is what's going to I think come in the end which is that other side that other polarity what's the other extreme from from hatred and anger um so no there 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 that that, that is that I I really enjoyed that. I'm glad you pointed that out. That was a that was a great moment there. Yeah, the, I I mean, so many little scenes like, and I think that's what really makes this. I actually kind of gloss over a lot of like the fight scenes and action in this, but like anytime it's two characters having a cup of coffee, especially characters who don't need to drink coffee, <laughs> um, I think that's where like a lot of the magic and goodness is. And then you have like recurring names that like pop up. Uh, just to like continually build intrigue. So you never go more than a few chapters without hearing the name Goji or Bora, mm-hmm. Bora, uh, yeah. someone acting terrified and seeing Bora or um the 500 Zeus, the uh, uh, peace guy, all these um, callbacks. Yep. Right. All these callbacks. And it's just, you always get the sense that like, Oh, even though I've started to figure out a little bit of the mystery, there's all this stuff brewing. And I just have to keep it just makes you binge and press on. So I don't remember if this this came out monthly originally, right? I believe so. Yeah, this, it would have been like slow drip torture for me. Mm-hmm. Like I, the, I would have absolutely and, died waiting for this monthly. Those are those are chapters monthly, right? Yes. Yeah. Chapters or, monthly. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's that's six, five, five and a half years, something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and, and I mean, you know, they, you know, at the same time, you know, Western comics come out monthly, but again, we're, we're, then we're talking about like how much are you getting, you know, how many pages would this would have gone? How many pages are in a chapter about? I think it's about, well, this is like 20 to 25 ish, I think. So, I mean, that that's, so, yeah. that's, that, that, that's right on line with Western comics, 22 pages, something like that, 24 if you're lucky, mm-hmm. you know, so every month for five and a half years. I mean, that's, uh, that, 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 that's, that's interesting to think about too, in terms of the comparison between, between these kind of East and West storytellings is that, if you were reading this, you're getting it just like you would if you got Batman for 65 issues, you know, or right. Spider-Man, you know, every month you're getting another 20 some odd pages. And then, and then, yeah, you, you, you gotta, you gotta hang on and wait. And, and to tell a story like that over five plus years, um, yeah, it can, you know, that, that, that's, that's curious that it came out that way. That's interesting that there is even another kind of connection to, um, 
or, or, or a more similar storytelling aspect and 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 understanding to kind of what we see in 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 western comics well this is actually pretty it's a pretty light page count for a monthly manga Mm-hmm. Like most weekly manga are somewhere around 19 to 20, 21 pages. Which is again, uh, weekly. Just yeah, shy of but, a, a monthly comic release. Yeah. Western yeah. Release. But the uh, a monthly one, typically something like Baruto or uh, like Dragon Ball Super, those have somewhere between like 45 to 50 ish usually. So, like so twice this is actually as much. like, yeah, this is actually like fairly, fairly light for a, a monthly, monthly manga. It's keeping wanting more. You know, yeah. You, feel, you know, I, 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 I can see how you maybe you would pick that up and feel like you weren't getting enough, and at the same time, mm-hmm. still craving more. You know, you know, you, 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 you feel like oh, I'm only getting twenty some odd pages, and yet you're not angry because what you got in those twenty some odd pages was pretty damn good. Yeah, you know, well, you, you, you want to stick with it. It also makes it much more digestible to read, like we are now after sure. it's been completed. You know, going yeah. back to to catch up to something like Dragon Ball Super can kind of be a grind because you got and like you know forty five volumes. Yeah, it's been going for a while, so you've got you know seventy Dragon Ball Super chapters that are all forty five to fifty pages. Yeah, it uh kind of wears you down after a while. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's you know the same thing that Mike and I talk about is why we don't look like it's like we're not. We may talk about a Batman or a Spider-Man miniseries at some time, but you know what mm-hmm. we're not going to do? We're not going to cover Amazing Spider-Man, which is up to like 800, almost 900 some odd issues. Like we're yeah. not doing that. You know, we're not, mm-hmm. we're not doing because it, it, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Um, it, and it's just, it, where do you start? There's so much to get through and it's yep. still ongoing. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it having a, a contained series like this, um, that again, I, I, I have to agree with you, Cole, though, that it feels like, he had he had to have had this arc planned out. He mm-hmm. had to know, and whether the specifics or not, uh, how much he knew at the beginning. But he had to know, like volume volume one is going to end about here on this day, you know, on this reveal. Volume yep. two ends on this reveal, you know, and just to know what the major beats were, and then fill in as he goes. So he knows he has the roadmap there, but maybe he takes a side card here, that you know, a side path here, and gets his way back. Mm-hmm. But to have that roadmap before he started um it just it, it feels that way oh, and if not and if he's writing this as he's going then he might be one of the greatest storytellers like well, on the planet to 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 figure out and make all this stuff work if he's doing it as he's going and mm-hmm. didn't at least have some you know series bible outline you know if, if he didn't have something like that to start with and again i guess he has the original story to have some sort of like well here are some of the major points i know i want to hit and then here's where I want to expand. Here's where yeah. I want to fill in. So may, I'm sure that was helpful too for him. Mm-hmm. Well, even comparing it to to Monster, which is you know as well done as it is, there are still parts of that where you can see it's like okay, they were just he was just sort of like you know, uh, all right, I, I need something for this week or like let's let's you know let's pad yeah. out a couple chapters. It, it you know you can definitely tell that it's like mm-hmm. it was a like a more harsh schedule and probably less planned out than this one is. I, I, I get the sense reading this compared to that. I mean, monster was an earlier work, so it could just be that he improved. Right. Yeah. But I, I suspect that this one was a little more, a little more planned out and, you know, uh, and the idea that you said he's probably be more established now. So mm-hmm. again, it, it's the idea of like, uh, any sort of writer or I said a showrunner on television, you do a couple early series and then you're, when, when you're given like your big shot, that yeah, you get a little, you get a little more leeway. You get a little more room for the network. The publisher lets you will let you go 
mm-hmm. and because because they have faith, they've seen your earlier stuff. So now that you have a name for yourself, you're you you couldn't have done this, or it's a lot harder to do something like this right off the jump. Got to put your dues in a little bit, get your reps in, and then you're allowed to tell you know your magnum opus, whatever you want to call it. You mm-hmm. know, it's 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 rare that anyone gets to do that from the jump. Um, I, I have gone through all of. I took like screenshots as I was going through my favorite pa- pages, and I have finished all of mine. And I think in terms of like macro themes. We touched on everything I wanted to hit for these ones because I want to save some for seven, eight. Sure, sure, um, sure. But you guys have any other thoughts to wrap up five and six? I think my last note is just I love how they make all of the kind of the protagonist characters such charming characters. Like he really mm-hmm. does a, a great job with kind of fleshing out some of these robots like Gazit, like uh, Adam. You're on, uh, you know, the scientist, like mm-hmm. any kind of quote unquote good guy character. Mm-hmm. I think it's just it, like could be someone's favorite character. But like, yeah, that 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 makes sense. I think it's just he's done a really yeah. good job. There's really none of those characters that I'm like, you know, they appear on the screen. It's like, ah, this is kind of, you know, it's kind of a drag, right? Like, yeah, the amount of character work. Um, mm-hmm. and, and but and I think what's testament to that is, is that like we we. we Yaron only has like the one chapter where we see her just go and help a bunch yeah. of people there. When she's not there, you're not missing her because not mm-hmm. because you, you don't you don't connect with the story, but because you're invested in the character you are seeing. And then when you jump back to when you when when we came to her, it was like, oh right, what's her, what's her dealing with? What's what's the the fallout from Adam's death? And you're not thinking, ah, well, what's Gazit doing? You know, because yeah. that th- that comes in the middle of the Gazit Adolf thing, I think, right? Or mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to remember now, but yeah. You don't feel like you're being taken away from any other story. You're just being brought into another one that like you forgot about because you were so into the other characters that he was doing. I think yeah. that that's that's not easy to do because you're mm-hmm. right. There's always going to be someone's some one character is always going to be someone's favorite. And when you're not mm-hmm. telling the character about that, the story about that character, you could feel like maybe you maybe you lose that audience. Like oh, I'll just uh, the, the, I don't see Kazid here. I'm gonna I'm gonna speed through this one here. But yeah, yeah, I. You feel drawn to all those characters. Well, I think, you know, to, to go back, uh, you know, five volumes, I think North Number 2 was one of those characters, right? Yes, you only get yeah. three chapters with North Number 2, but like... By the time you're done there, yeah. He's one of the top, you know, two or three, like, mm-hmm. best characters in this in this manga. And the rest of, you know, after he's gone, you're not like, oh, well, what am I doing with this now? Like, I don't want to read this anymore. North Number 2 has gone, but like, because everyone else is is done just as, as well. And I think that was... That's like that's the first time we do that. He does it in the story where we're, we're, we're following Gazit all the way through, and then there's this hard left turn, and it works. Mm-hmm. You, you get those three volumes there, and it works, and then he's gone, and that's it. And we don't come back to it, um, except maybe for some of the, the the investigation there. But yeah, it 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 it's like proof of concept for the rest of the story that like we mm-hmm. can jump here, we can do this, we can make you care about this character, and have it only tangentially relate to our big story. So as we go down further. And we start doing it with other characters. We know we can jump back and forth. We know we can leave Gazit, our quote unquote main character, our our capital M, capital C main character. And we can go to these other parts there and we're not going to lose the readers because he's skilled enough or is skilled enough to, to get you invested in these other characters, whether they recur or like North number two, they're just kind of a one-off for three chapters and that's it. He knows he can get you in there and you're still, you're not going to be, you're not going to feel cheated 
that you're not getting a story with Gazit along the main storyline. But when mm-hmm. we jump away from that, you're not going to feel like you're missing it. And you're not going to feel like the story you are getting is like filler. You know, like it, yep. it is one of those like, uh, I need a, I need a few more weeks to work on the real story. So let's put out something quick just to, just to, to meet publishing deadlines. It, everything feels important. Everything feels pertinent. Everything feels relevant to mm-hmm. whether it's the overall story or just the world that you're that you're existing in um nothing feels extraneous yeah Yeah. i mean it's masterful masterful storytelling the other thing that i i I don't want to go ever really an episode without mentioning but i do think the art is stunningly beautiful um you know much much more developed than i think uh any weekly art has the right to be um you know it's just lots of detailing beautiful shading and i think that's maybe why it was maybe it was monthly and only 22 issues Right. There's a lot of extra work going into it. Um, right. It's just in a yeah. genre like above and beyond, yeah. mm-hmm. which, you know, yeah. obviously the publication timeline is a huge factor in that many manga artists would be capable of, you know, yeah. really, really given intricate. The ti- given the time and given space. The time sure. frame. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's just one of those things where I was reading uh, some other manga this week and I, not not to be rude to anyone, but it feels like you fell off a cliff. Compared oh, yeah. to reading Pluto, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I and I feel that way about like certain eras of like Western comic art too. Yeah. And it was oh, like, yeah. and you know, like uh, Alex and I learned on a, well, I learned on a podcast interview we did not that long ago that we we're talking to a colorist and he was talking about when he got started, the printing technology in the '90s was very different, and you had to like conform to very confined color palettes, which is why all old comics feel like old comics. And now with modern printers, you know, you can have depth and shading and modeling and all this other stuff. The uh, paper is just, different. The material is different right. as well. And so it just simply wasn't things. an option yeah. at the time. So uh, it's not fair to judge artists by the constraints of their medium or timeline, yeah. uh, which I'm not trying to do. I'm just trying to celebrate when it gets done yeah. really well. Yeah. Like when somebody was patient enough to let this come out monthly and, you know, the creative team just knew what they were about and just hit it out of the park every single month. Yeah, um, given that space and time. Although I will say, even though the color palette was limited for some of those '90s comics coming out in the U.S. and all that stuff, some of that art's still pretty bad. Just to, like oh, it's just bad. It's also just bad line art. Some of it's right. too. You know, the, the errors are different. But yeah, some of it's just pretty yeah, bad. No, I too. wasn't looking to throw anyone <laughs> under the bus. I was just trying uh, the, to the, say the, the, I've got there are of, artists I respect who did. I have a handful of artists that I would gladly then. throw under the bus if we if we if we went down that road, that rabbit hole there. Yeah, yeah no, there, we had I a guest is, who did that for us already. Yeah, no, I, I think there's something to be said <laughs> about the idea of time and space, right? The idea of the ability that that maybe they gave Urasawa that it is only 22 pages that it is come out monthly that he was allowed to to indulge. Maybe that's the right word, you know, to really to really put it in. Um, everything he can in, into these pages into these panels and not feel like I, maybe hopefully hopefully not feel like he was being rushed, that he was under the gun of a deadline, that he's able to to do the things he wanted to do visually to tell the story that he clearly had in his head. Right. I mean, there are like uh, panels where like uh, for the whole thing here, Gazik's suit has like a crosshatch pattern to it, mm-hmm. which would take a really fine tip to do. And then, you know, it will cut to some landscape shot where you see the sky and they're big like watercolory blotches. And it's like, this is a lot for just doing ink, like no colors. Mm-hmm. You're conveying a lot of texture, a lot of depth of field, um, you know, just just masterfully done art. Yeah. 
So I don't need to bash anyone in order to get to the positive <laughs> here. Uh, although it's nice to know that we have that in the tank if we ever decide to go that direction. If we need to go that route, I got a yeah. I got a list in my head of people I can I can I can chuck under the bus. All right. Well, well I'll, I'll throw out two. Um, I'll I'll throw out too that Urasawa actually has a, a YouTube channel where he does sort of like not necessarily like tutorials, but he'll give like drawing tips and stuff, and they're all wow. English uh, subtitled, and they're they're pretty cool, and I think think worth kind of checking out. You can definitely tell like he's 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 pretty good at, at what he does. Oh, yeah, nice. Like there's nice. there's someone here that's like you know uh, how to there's one that that has a gazette and it's like how to color by hand and things like that. So it's uh. It, it's it's definitely, definitely worth checking out uh, a little bit too, just kind of like see his process also. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, cool. I've I, I, I love some of like how Miyazaki, like uh, yeah. you know, mm. doing his drawing. Mm-hmm. He's not really instructing; you can just shadow him as he does it. Um, whereas, like that, you know, I'm never going to have that artistic ability. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if Urasawa could teach me how to draw my signature consistently on on iPads for like signing my credit card <laughs> that would be mm-hmm. a monumental artistic achievement for me no uh, I, I, stuff like that I know um uh there's some there are plenty of Western artists I know Jim Lee has uh his YouTube page where he does live streaming and he he said before that the reason he does the live stream it's fun to interact but also it's a way to guarantee that he gets the drawing done whether it's a commission or a cover because he because <laughs> he, he you know he's got all these all these roles at at, yeah. at at DC Comics, um, but he's also like notoriously slow, and so by live streaming his stuff, make sure he gets it done because people put him on track. But it's again, it's the idea of he he'll maybe talk through what he's doing, but just watching someone work like that, you know, and and just 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 watch them yeah. create and see how they see character and form mm-hmm. and and expression and all of that. Um, yeah, it's just it. I think it, I know so, some whether some... it's a how to or just just watching someone live stream, just watching them draw, and then go from the pencils to the ink and all and work all of that. You know, it it it's it is like magic at sometimes. So that's awesome. I'll, I'll check out Urasawa's page. That's that's really cool. Yeah, I just pulled it up and and bookmarked it for later. Uh, but I do know some. We'll link to it. It'll be linked. Would... It'll be linked. Yeah, we'll link notes. it in the episode. That's smart. Yeah, there we yeah, go. We'll um, do that. Yeah, I was gonna say I know Game of Thrones fans who would love George R. R. Martin to have a live stream and just watch him type chapters of the last book that's never coming. It's, um, it's a blank. It's a blank word screen with just a blinking cursor. It's it's, just, it's, 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 it's that for hours. It, it would be 10,000 people watching. <laughs> just waiting uh, for any movement, any yeah. movement. And he'd be like, and you'd be watching George R. R. Martin Google Stephen King interviews where he talks about his writing method and how he cranks out stuff so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, so it'd be a real meta watching experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, anyway, those are all my Pluto five and six thoughts. Uh, it looks like I'm getting a nod from Cole and from Alex. Yep. So with that, we will let you finish reading the entire series. And then very excitingly, we will drop our final episode a mere two days before the Netflix series starts. And I'm now back. I'm like in the habit where I watch that trailer like once a week now. Like I'm so giddy. Like every time I finish like reading another Pluto book, I'm just like look back and I'm like, oh yeah. Like the, like because the art at the beginning of each volume with the color just gives you like a little glimpse of like what this could be. A little in taste. Final form, sure. that, you know, anime. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Netflix one looks even more beautiful than what I could have expected. And I'm not not a big anime. I've read more manga than I've watched anime. I'm like I'm not a big anime watcher. Uh, so it's a relatively new medium for me, but I'm very excited for the Netflix. So anyway, seven and eight, 
whatever chapters you haven't read, read those. Read All the way to the end. Yep. PlutoManga.com. And we will see you next Tuesday, 4, 7, and 8. Peace.